Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helferty. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes. Welcome into Snow the Goalie. The only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, the Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast. The holy shit. I am so tired, but we are here podcast i'm Russ joy <laughs> on twitter at joy on broad that's anthony sanfilippo at and san philly i'm gonna switch our positioning here on the screen because I don't you don't like you don't like being like on position. the right you don't like I don't being know. On i'm the just right. used to being over here i'm used to you being on on this side and then bundy's all the way down bundy has a speaking engagement this morning in mongrel hours and so it is just it's just us pal uh, by yeah, the way, was, I don't know what's going on with your camera, but it I, I was like saying, i was noticing the same thing it was not like that super smudged oh it, was, it did not like that yeah it did not I don't know what happened, what's going on, but it was not like that when I just recorded um, Crossed Up Stop with Bob. Your, here he goes, plugging plug the baseball podcast. Sad. I was just I just recorded it, and it was not like that on that at all, but I can certainly see that it's it's a little bit, I don't know what's going on with it. You know what, anyway. it's okay. It's okay. Hey, yeah. I just want to take a moment here to thank people really quickly. Uh, we we put out that we were going to be doing this. By the way, I, uh, did you see that pop, what? what I just popped up? What an intro? Michael, Michael's a fan. Appreciate, pre- appreciate, appreciate that. it. Yeah, um, Russ, Russ hey, did a lot of hard work on that. I just wanted people to know that we greatly appreciate how much people have been following along with what we've been doing here for the past week and a half. It's been nine days since we announced the uh, partnership with the Flyers. We had a lot of wa- a lot of wild stuff happening um, over the past nine or ten days now. Uh, we've been to Voorhees to go record that. You're working your full-time job. I'm working my full-time job. Bundy's working his full-time job. Um, and we are trying to bring as much content as we can. Now, obviously, I think people have probably noticed this. There's not been a lot of written content coming out of us uh, around the Flyers. Your priority right now for Crossing Broad is covering the uh, the Phillies on their run to a World Series. Um, I I just, there's there's no way right now. Work is insane we are understaffed and and it is no bueno once yeah. we get to a point that we can get back to i, I promise content i'll be i'll be happy to do it i'm sure you will too but i have to i mean i promise as soon as i promise as soon as the phillies are done yeah I, i'm back into doing hockey all the time so yeah they'll get we it. also they'll, we also have to like like i think it's also important to note that like I, our most loyal fan base here or listenership viewership whatever checks out what we're doing in the podcast I, I will admit I was worried. I would love to know from people in the comments below. Um, I was worried that if we put the morning after show, the the one that we do for post games on road games, I was worried if we put that in the podcast feed that people were going to be upset. So I asked the Twitter community, which by the way is linked in the description of this episode, if they would want that show in the podcast feed. And it was like a resounding yes. 
So the numbers on that have been great. The numbers on the post-game show from Press Row have been astounding. Now, I will point out to people, I wanted to get that up last night. I got home, I think, around 1230. Uh, I did not edit it last night. I did it this morning. So if you didn't get to go back and watch it, uh, if you want to just put it in your ear holes and listen to the post game that Bundy and I did, uh, that is now available in the podcast feed. But just a big thank you to everybody. I think there was a, a little bit of a fear of would we oversaturate our feed and would people tune out? And the numbers are are still incredibly strong. And we look at our analytics because we don't like to go with the fake number where it's like somebody downloads, but they don't listen. The retention rate is fantastic. So I, I guess people wanted a lot of hockey talk. So and with that said, there's a lot of hockey to talk about. Well, I, I want to get through a couple comments first before Please we do. dive into the Flyers. Um, this one was really kind of fun from Robert Kirshner, uh, thanking us for his interview. Uh, he said, good morning, gentlemen. I enjoyed the interview with Wayne Fish last night. I grew up in Bucks County to remember his coverage in the Courier time in, in the 1970s. Nice to see him and hear him. So it was really cool to bring on the dean of the press box, which is Wayne Fish after 48 years, was joined us for pregame yesterday. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, and then... Uh, this one we had Greg on for about thirty seconds yesterday on the on the pregame press row show. Uh, Greg McCavity, who says my Bundy shirt is officially three and zero at the Wells Fargo Center. He's worn the Bundy bomb. Uh, I mean, not Bundy bomb, but that's coming. The Bundy bomb T shirt. That one is coming. But the, the Bundy, Bundy Butte T shirt. Uh, he wore that to the game yesterday, and we had him on the pregame show, uh, and he's three and zero with that. And then, of course. Um, what I think is the, the best comment so far is this one. Uh, Nancy Joy is the hero we need during the press row show. Um, your wife is absolutely the best commenter we have uh, during press row. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there was another one. She's, oh, yeah. There, there, are, four. there, there are four. <laughs> bring, you know, oh, like, there it's, are. It's yes. Just, it's, just too, it's just too much. Yeah. Bring, bring Nancy Star on the was pod. Born, bring her on the pod. Unofficial fourth host of the pod. Um, she yeah. hammered me for my, for my like prediction it. last night. Now I will point out <laughs> the fact that, uh, your significant other, your fiance, Maria yeah. probably would have hammered your, I, I need her to start weighing in. It can't just be a barrage at me. Okay. Um, let me, let me tell you something about Maria. What's that? She is the most front running fan you'll ever find. Oh, so she's, she's she exactly who Jimmy Rollins was talking about. She won't video. pay attention to hockey until they matter. Then all of a sudden she'll act like she's been loving them forever. Got it. Yeah. Just like she's done um, with the Phillies. So I I think one of the things that we wanted to get into here, obviously, is if you've been following along, and, and please, by all means, let us know in the comments below if you're watching live, uh, how much of this you've been able to keep up with as we've been doing press row show, the morning after show, the post game that we do for road games, all this stuff. Um, and by the way, who was the who was the guy that had the shirt, Greg? Greg, yeah. let us know in the comments below if you're okay if we uh, use a clip from last night for social media. I, I would assume so. But there was a really cool thing that happened. We had Greg on uh, during pregame yesterday because he was wearing that Bundy Butte shirt. Now, I'm not promising that if you buy merch from shop.snowthegoalie.com that we're going to bring you on the Press Row Show. But we saw it. He pointed to it. And we're like, well, by all means, come on down, fella. Gave him the third seat where Wayne Fish had been. Let him hop on the show for a little bit. Uh, and then I think you said to him, Hey, how long have you been listening to snow the goalie? And he's like, Oh, well, you know, it's the, for, for, you know, since it started, because after all, it is the only flyers podcast. So that was great. Um, 
so good. All right, Greg, you're, we're gonna we're gonna do something here with uh, with that clip from last night. We've now met. I think we're at upwards of ten or fifteen different people over the course of the first two games that have come up to the uh, where we've been in the sports book all the way up. Apparently, we're by the VIP elevator. I don't think you need to take the VIP elevator to get to us. I think there's that other one. You just have to do a little bit of a longer walk. Um, but it's been really nice to meet people. I don't know if that's going to be the place that we're going to be all year. I don't know if that's the place that we're going to be for the first month. They are building a studio, which is pretty cool, in Wells Fargo Center. It's not just for us. It's for us. Um, but we're very excited about that as well. Because when we do this show, we're pretty much doing remote like we're doing right now. We're going to keep that going for that morning after post-game show. But otherwise, I think we're going to be in the studio doing our show. We'll, we'll continue to do it live. It's going to be great. It's going to be all of us together. Uh, all the hilarity. The language gets to be lax because it's the podcast. I know that there were some people who on the first two press row shows have been trying to goad Bundy into doing a Bundy bomb. Please don't do that. We That is the one thing contractually that we are not allowed to do is have Bundy drop a Bundy bomb on the press row show. But on this show, he can do whatever he wants. So. All right, we have a lot. Well, the one thing that Bye. you know we, we learned yesterday, and, and I don't know if you really kind of dove into it, because we had a, a dad and his son came up to visit us, took pictures with us after the game. That's right, on the game last night, and he said um, he didn't have he didn't have tickets for assembly room. He had tickets in the two hundred level, mm -hmm. and they just came up the steps um, at Wells Fargo and came up to see us, and no one stopped them, whatever. So I think that I don't think that it's a requirement that you have the tickets for the assembly room to come and, and hang out with us. I think you can come from lower levels of the stadium and, and come up and visit. And the funny thing was um, Paul Holmgren and Bill Barber were in the building last night. I know that they people were. are like, Oh my God, you know, don't, don't mention those names. Those names, oh, are, their names that shouldn't on, be mentioned Paul, at all. Got the old um, that. Play that freaking song. Go ahead. Yeah. But they, they, they stopped over to say hello yesterday um, right before we went on the air and we were talking about it, and uh, Homer was saying, you know, it'd be great to get guys, you know, fans to come up and, and see you guys. And I said to Homer, I said, uh, yeah, because most people don't realize it's actually better to watch a game from up here mm -hmm. than it is to watch it from down below. Everybody always thinks, yep. you know, watch it down low and you're going to get a great game, great experience. It's better up, up high. And there's a reason the GM's box sits in it's the corner. Way of the of the top corner of the um of the rink the because they level. can see the whole ice you could see the play develop and we were kind of talking about how important it is to watch from above and homer said he said you know some guy saw him you know pre-game shook his hand whatever and said he was all excited about having seats two rows from the glass and homer's like i didn't have the, the heart, i didn't have the heart to tell him that he wasn't going to see half the freaking game <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> um, hey, so I, I think that it is important to point out to people, we are more than happy uh, when people come up and they find us at, at the games. This is good really to know. Great. Did you what? see this? What? They they oh, okay, so Greg said they kicked them off the regular elevator, but if you tell them you're going to Bet Rivers, they'll let you on the VIP elevator. Hey, <laughs> there we go. So there's your You don't have a ticket life for up there, but you're going to spend money gambling? Go up. Go right ahead. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's the only time that we're going to acknowledge the name of the sportsbook. They don't sponsor us, so <laughs> they are dead to us. Um, anyway, there there was a lot that I want to get into about this past week. I, this was the guy, Bus Campers, yep. is the one who uh, who found us with the sun last night. Um, really exciting. Uh, to your point, if you haven't gotten to go all the way up before to see a game, it is a, an entirely different experience. Um, 
I think that everybody should try to experience at least one lower bowl game because you get to appreciate the speed of the game and you get to appreciate the size of the players, right? And there's something about that 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 is really, really cool. But in terms of seeing how the game unfolds, up top is where it's at, 100%, like without mm -hmm. a doubt. In fact, I remember being kind of upset and bummed out when uh, just after COVID, when they just let the media in, there were no fans. Remember that? Um, or that might have been when you were like dead uh, with COVID or whatever. But when they had the lower level uh, with like 40 media members, no, 20 media members or whatever it was, it was such a weird experience to have to watch and analyze the game from ice level because you're so used to being up top and seeing it unfold where you can watch as the line changes are happening. You can actually, I mean, you can pretty much tell before most goals, except for ones that are like really down dirty, you can just see the play unfolding and you have a very good idea, 75% uh, likelihood that a goal is about to be scored. So it's a total, it's a total cool thing to, to get to experience. So we've done all this stuff. Um, by the way, Eric, I love that Eric is kind of doing part of our job for us here, reminding people to hit the like button if you're on YouTube, 100%. Um, that does help. For whatever reason, it helps like getting the the YouTube algorithm or whatever, and it, and it helps uh, other Flyers fans find the show. Um, if you guys are willing to, if, the, if you feel so moved by the spirit of the orange and black, let people know about the show. Let them know about the YouTube channel where we do a post game, where we do the press row show, where we do this regular podcast. Um, I'm going to put no pucks given up this weekend. I already have it. I already have it good to go. I don't have any graphics for it, but I do have two episodes of no pucks given from years ago. Uh, we did talk to somebody about potentially bringing it back. The person was very confused about what we were talking about and why it would be a thing, but I want to bring back no pucks given. Uh, there is a third, what was it at? Like $28, $30 sandwich that we thought about buying. It's like that special cheesesteak. Yeah, uh, I, we got to tr try it. We got to try it, but holy cow, like... I, I couldn't believe it was a twenty-eight dollar sandwich. Let's be honest, and that will that may affect my rating on no pucks given. Wow, wow! But we yeah, will it was try like it. it's it's like the shaved beef rib, and it has like truffle, I mean, something or other. Beef and... looked. The dude was standing there right behind the counter where the shaved beef was coming and comes comes right off the bone. They shave it right off the bone, and I'm looking at it like mm -hmm. it looks freaking delicious. Mm -hmm. But twenty-eight dollars for a sandwich? Yeah. Are we kidding ourselves here? Yeah. I mean, it's twice as is twice as expensive as any other offering. And we ended up getting the roast beef sandwiches, right? Yeah. Um, and those are pretty good. They were, they were good very roast, good. Good roast beef sandwiches. Yeah. But for half, the, key, half, the key to that is flip it immediately. Flip it immediately. Yeah. So but it was the half, big, the big thick half, bun is on the yeah. bottom, or it'll it'll soak through. Anyway. Yeah. I guess we can talk about hockey, right? Can we talk about hockey? Yeah, we're 15 um, minutes in. It's usually usually how long it takes us to finally talk about why, why that, we're here. That, that, that is true. Um, by the way, let us know where you're checking in from. Last night we had somebody checking in from Finland, and it was late. We, we had somebody checking in from Finland this morning. No way. Yeah, I'll, I'll way. find it. You could, right, you could yeah. Find it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve checking in from Limerick, PA. Very close to me. Hello, Steve. Uh, greetings from Finland, says Timo. How about that? Solid win yesterday. McDavid held shotless for the first time in 82 games. Yeah. 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 Um, there are some things from last night's game that we need to get into. I want to take a little bit of a macro view first before we get into the Edmonton game. The Flyers have won three of their first four games. We did not do the 20-game prediction episode. We planned on doing it today. Bunny has a speaking engagement. It's fine. We'll do it next week. What we're doing to keep ourselves honest is we're keeping track of our predictions on the Snow the Goalie Twitter account. Oh, Delco there. Okay. San Antonio, not Delco. Um, 
I think it's safe to say that the three of us probably thought the team would be somewhere around 500 or so uh, through 20 games. Because as we've seen in the past with John Tortorella-led teams, they come in, they're well-conditioned, they're locked in. And one of the things that I talked to Bundy about on post-game last night is that mental... Um, that mental issue that can happen with teams where they come in and they say, this isn't a good team. They kind of look past them and they don't give their best because they don't think that the opponent is worthy of their best. And I think that to some extent we've seen that uh, this season, we will continue to see that for a bit until things really do start to ramp up on the flip side. The flyers get to go into games realizing that they're hungry. They're trying to prove themselves for spots on this roster. Bobby Brink's playing out of his mind. Tyson Forster's been, you know, in and out a little bit. Um, there have been all kinds. Of- Good morning. Guten Tag. Guten Morgen. Guten Tag. Uh, yeah. No, Guten Tag. Yeah. Wie geht's? Ein, 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 zwei Uhr. Anyway, Germany. Let us know where you're checking in from in Germany. Yeah. Um, so, Ant, let me throw this to you. Are you surprised in any way, shape, or form that the Flyers have won three games? Do you think it is a matter of them being better than everyone expected? Or is there a little bit at play about that, you know, they're they're just scrappy and they're willing to get dirty to to try to score? Yeah, um, I don't think that they're like this, oh, oh my God, we underestimated the Flyers kind of team, right? I, I don't mm. I don't see that um out there. I, I think that there are elements to what you said that are spot on, you know, teams maybe are going to take them a little bit lightly because it's the flyers. Um, And I got a great quote from Edmonton's coach, Jay Woodcroft last night that I'm going to share with you um, in a moment. Um, So I do think that 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 does happen, but I also think, and I I think I mentioned this yesterday um, during the game, I forget what period I may have said it, but um, you know, torts, makes his players skate harder than most coaches make their players skate in camp. I mean, everybody skates. I'm not trying to make it sound like everybody else is club med, right? But Torts is especially hard on his on his team. As a result, and we saw it a little bit at the beginning of last year, the Flyers can get out to decent starts because they probably have a step ahead of everybody, right? They're probably a step faster than everybody at the beginning of the season where the flyers are going to run into their trouble is when the rest of the league kind of catches up to where they are and passes them on the, on the skating ladder. Right. And I think that's what, what ultimately is going to be the thing here is that you're, you're going to see the flyers win some games early in the season. You're like, I can't believe they're winning that game. And last night was one of them. Um, but yeah, I do think that that's, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, but here was the quote from Woodcroft that I thought was, was pretty, pretty, uh, telling. We didn't live up to our standard of work ethic tonight. It was not good enough. I thought our game lacked urgency. I didn't see second and third effort in all areas of the game up and down our lineup. That's disappointing. That's from the coach of a team that is, that has expectations of, competing for the Stanley Cup this year. They're one of the top five favorites in, in hockey to reach that point. They're one and three to start the season. The Flyers are three and one. And so I do think that what you're saying has a lot of merit in that maybe Edmonton kind of came in thinking, yeah, this is going to be an easy game. And the Flyers brought the effort and just took it to them. 
Um, I think that one of the other things, and this is actually, this is just about Edmonton. Bundy said on post game last night, he's like, I don't know how much that coach has on his contract, but if this keeps up for another week, week and a half, he might be the first guy to lose his job this season. I, I think that this is the tricky thing, right? We, and, and this is something that has come up about this Edmonton team multiple times since they've had McDavid and Dreisaitl. Th- those two, as a duo, might be the most talented forward duo in the entire league. Now, there are people who would probably look to Toronto and point towards Austin Matthews, um, and I, I guess maybe Tavares. There are some other duos that are dynamic and very good. But what Edmonton has is an uh, it's like an abundance of riches or a, an embarrassment of riches with those two guys. The rest of the roster, however, is not that. Now, they have good players, but there are question marks in net. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensively, as, as a team, they don't play sound uh, sound 200-foot game. I, it's weird because all you ever hope to have as a team is to get that generational talent that McDavid is. And then to have a guy like Dreisaitl, who's so freaking good, right? That's what you hope for. Let's be honest. That's what the Flyers hope they're going to get by rebuilding. That's what they obviously kind of hope to some extent they're going to have with Matt Vemishkov. That's what they hope, obviously, they're going to have in some way with Cutter Gauthier. That's what they hope they're going to have if they get a top five pick this year whoever that guy ends up being or that they continue to develop some of these guys. You would love to develop those kind of players, but it's still the organization's responsible uh, responsibility to put together a good team around them. And that ain't happening right now in Edmonton. So and, and, I, it, it's a great it, point. That, that has to be frustrating. It's a great point that you make because Torts had a, an interesting uh, line in his press conference last night hmm. where he said that he wanted to make sure that you didn't let Edmonton play a 140 foot game that you have to make them play a 200 foot game. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're, what you're saying. Like they don't like to play in their own end. And you have to remember that 50% of hockey is getting the puck back from the other team. And that, you know, part of that time is going to be in your own end. So you got to go get it. And, and Edmonton doesn't really have, they don't have those kind of players that are going to go back and get it. I mean, yeah, McDavid and dry are superstars, that they're going to get theirs. But the rest of that team, man, they have to go get the puck from the other team. And if you're not, you're not going to win. Yeah. You're certainly not going to win in the playoffs, right, playing that way. But you're not going to win with consistency. So yeah. um, and it's, it's not taking anything away. I don't want to take anything away from the Flyers. I think the Flyers played great. I think that the Coots line was sensational. Um, he was he was back to he was really good defensively. He, he, he was looked really great. Good. He played I don't against, know. I don't he, know at what point he'll he'll get back to 100 percent if he ever will. But what he was able to do, I mean, it was only one shift that he did not play yeah. against McDavid. And it was the uh, and in the one the one shift that he wasn't on the ice against McDavid is when McDavid uh, got a secondary assist on the goal. Yeah, that was, was it. Team, was it? Yeah, and it was his, his, that was Torch the only pointed time that out. Torch yep. pointed that out. He said the only time that Coots wasn't on the ice against McDavid, they scored a goal. Yep. So I mean, so that should tell you. I mean, that should tell you how something. well he's playing, right? Yeah. Um, but another guy, uh, uh, go ahead, but the whole line was great. I mean, you know, you get two goals from Atkinson and Owen Tippett had two assists, really had a night. Owen Tippett had a really nice game. 
um, yesterday after kind of not being there. Like the first two games, I thought he was terrible. Um, I thought he was a little bit better against Vancouver, right? Not, you know, he's it was coming. You kind of feel like, okay, this is kind of turning around. And last night was his breakout game for the season, right? Like, okay, now we're seeing Owen Tippett play at the level that everybody was hoping that he would play at. Right? He, he had a really nice game. That whole line did a great job last night. Um, so kudos, kudos to them. And and kudos to them also for being able to play the way that they played against um, Edmonton down a defenseman, Russ. I mean, Mark Stahl got hurt four minutes into the second period and they had to play five guys. I know a lot of people – Oh, Mark Stahl is terrible when he's on the ice anyway. It's probably even better that he's not out there. The fact of the matter is, is that you still have to play five defensemen against a team with that kind of offensive talent. Yep. And they all stepped up and did a nice job um, on, on the blue line as well. So I, I really felt that there was a, a, a good effort by everybody, um, uh, including Scott Walker, our, our friend Scott Walker's brother, Sean. Finally, you know, he got a goal. Um Great line there too. Did you read that quote? Did I tell you that quote? Nope. So Walker scores. I came home last night and I I, I fell asleep. Walker scores this morning. I got four kids ready for school. Yeah, you did good. And that was good yeah, work by you. We're here. Um, bright and early here. Um, so Walker scores the shorthanded goal, and Cam Atkinson was in the box, um, or when it was happening. And as Walker, oh, you did tell me this last night. Yeah, as Walker right. skating into the zone. Atkinson standing up in the box and he's screaming out onto the ice for him to pass the puck because Coots is trailing the play and it would have been he would have been had like a wide open shot. And so you're saying, who do you rather have shooting the puck? Scott Walker. I mean, uh, Scott, I feel apologize. I keep seeing Scott Walker, <laughs> who's here Sean right Walker. here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's it's Sean Walker. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Sean Walker or Sean Couturier. And uh Walker said he didn't hear. Um, Atkinson saying that, but he said, "If I'm being honest, I'm not passing that puck." <laughs> he's a great like, goal. I, I feel like I have a shot, and he's like, "I'm going to take it," and he did. He got his first goal in 25 games in the NHL. So going it was back a really, really year. great goal. I mean, it, yeah. it, it. Should the goalie get beat stick side up, up high by Sean Walker? No, but in fairness, and I think I said this to you and Bundy last night. If you're a goalie in that situation, do you ever expect Sean Walker to go top shelf on you like that? I'd say no. So um, let's see. There there was something else over here in the comments that I, I thought was really good. I wanted to get to. There have uh, been a lot of good ones. I feel bad that we haven't gotten to them. Well, then you should you should pull some up. You have access over uh, yeah, there. I do, but we're talking. Let's, like, let's talk about this real quick. So Titan Flyer, has Keith Jones and Danny Briere been in the locker room to get the players playing the way they are? I don't think they need Keith Jones and Danny Breer to be in the locker room. I mean, Torts, Torts runs that locker room, and he's hard on players in the locker room. Um, one of the all-time great stories that, and I forget who the player was that told it, um, but it was when Torts was in Tampa, and they were playing the Sabres, and the Sabres were not very, very good at the time. And the Lightning were a pretty good team. And they went into Buffalo and they were terrible and they got beat um, by a bad team. And Torts was Torts was having one of his post game tirades. And play, I, I wish I could remember who the player was. Maybe somebody's heard the story and they can they can tell me who it was that, that told it. But um, Torts goes in and he starts throwing throwing shit around the, the locker room, telling them how bad they were. And he says, "We're all sitting there as players and we're looking and we're watching." 
and there's sitting on the side is you know they have the post game food that's available in every city wherever you go there's always some kind of food usually it's in you know in philly they get like pizzas and cheesesteaks and stuff and whatever i mean it's just for yeah. these guys to have after a game and he says and we're sitting there and they had these they had buffalo wings and the buffalo wings are from up in buffalo obviously are like some of the best you're gonna find and so they're all sitting there and they're watching torts throw absolutely everything around the room and they're all kind of quietly sitting there going don't touch the wings, <laughs> don't touch the wings. <laughs> and finally torts throw up ends the table with the wings and the wings go flying around the locker room and he's and he and he said i don't know if we were more upset about the way we played or the fact that there we couldn't have those wings after the game and then he went one step further and said i'll be honest a few of us went and picked some up off the floor and had them anyway <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could I, I wish i could remember who who the player was that told that story but dude i legit uh, want i i legit want wings now I think I don't know what my wife has planned for dinner, but I think we're getting pizza, wings, and cheese fries tonight. Yeah, cholesterol just, I'll be damned. I'm just I'm just saying that's that's the kind of stuff that but Torts runs that room, so they don't need Keith Jones and Danny Breer to go down there and like light a fire. I mean, that's yeah. certainly not happening. But if you do look at some of the photos from the press from the um uh from the locker room, I gotta keep remembering what sport I'm talking about because in baseball it's a clubhouse mm-hmm. in the lock in the locker in the locker room. Um, you, you know, you see they put the underdog um, mask that they give to the you know star of the game. The one that they put out last night, check out who's in the background of the photo. It's Dan Hilferty. Yeah. So Dan Hilferty is doing a lot of what? Sure of him shaking hands with, um, it's either shaking Katuria's hand or shaking Konechny's hand last night. Well, it was Cam, it was Cam right Atkinson. Now. Shane O'Brien was the storyteller. That's who it was. Played for the Flyers as well. Shane O'Brien. Good call by, good call by Raymond over there. Good call, Thanks. Ray. Thanks, yes. Raymond. Thank you. Ray, absolutely. It was Shane O'Brien. That's who it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's doing a lot of what Ed Snyder used to do. And and it was not necessarily to go down there and fire the guys up. But there's something to be said for the, the representative of ownership stopping in after a game, congratulating guys, you know, telling them they played great yeah there's something to that um that's important that's really important and and i think so i think that that's something when you look at the uh, like i said the the post-game photo i think it was cam atkinson who wore the uh the underdog mask last night um dan hilferty's in that photo and that's how you that's all you need to know well here is the corporate show podcast you know we now um have to say there there is an overall change in the dynamic around the team not the not just the players i'm talking about like the entirety of it you talk to people who work for the flyers now on business side and the hockey side and it looks like a significant weight has been lifted off their shoulders and you talk to people who have worked here for a long time who now say it feels kind of like it used to now i always preface this okay there is a there is a segment of the Flyers fan base who says you haven't won a, a Stanley Cup in 50 years. Uh, there is uh, the idea of going back to the Snyder years. You know, it it's not like you were winning a cup every decade or every five years. You know, what exactly is that? Does it even matter? There's the human element to it. And so when we say that things feel like they used to, we're not talking about the Broad Street bullies. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the people who used to work for the flyers for a long time felt like 
the organization did a good job of making it feel like a family. They made it feel like it was a, a good place to work, a, 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 an enjoyable place to work, where you supported the people around you. And there was a time when a different regime came in, and that was not the case at all. A lot of people lost their jobs. People who stayed probably wish they had lost their jobs. There was not a lot of uh, happy people that we talked to for, what, a two-and-a-half-year period, and. And now it feels like all of a sudden things are back to the way that they had been. Now, there are obviously big changes that are happening, and there's a a total narrative change around this team with this new regime than what we saw a year ago. And Bundy and I talked about this last night, but I, I think that it's it's worth bringing back up this morning. When you take a look at what last year was sold as to the fan base, when... F- Fletcher Mort, when he told people that this team's going to surprise people, we think we're better than people think we are. Oh, this is an aggressive retool. It's not a, a rebuild. When he said that, and we called bullshit, and I think most people with the functioning brain called bullshit, uh, he continued to push this narrative that the team was better than expected and that all they needed was to get healthy. All right, remember around Thanksgiving and around Christmas last year, it was, oh, you know, we're going to get Cam back. You know, we might get Coots back. And it was like, that's never going to work. Fans were sold this idea of maybe we're going to have a playoff team. And then the team underwhelmed because they weren't good. Versus this year where the team says, hey, we're rebuilding. This is going to take time. We're going to play a lot of young guys. We're going to keep our vets. We're going to reinforce with vets, but we're going to play young guys. We're going to see what we have. And we're trying to build a sustainable winner for a long period of time. Now, all of a sudden, you've set the bar very low in terms of expectations, and the team has overperformed. So now people can feel good about these wins. We know that there are going to be very painful stretches of this season, right? Where there's stiff competition, notably after the trade deadline. But fans can actually get to enjoy seeing a win. You know, like, and, and I think that there's something just mentally about that that makes the start of the season even more enjoyable because you aren't expecting them to win, but you are expecting to see young players get meaningful playing time. And to also, when you go out to see a game, you can say, hey, we might not have a Connor McDavid, we might not have a Leon Dreisidel. But we do have guys that we think are going to be part of this thing for years to come when the team is good, and you get in at the ground floor with those guys. And I think it's just kind of changed the mentality around this team. There's a there's a certain level of excitement with also rational thinking and and reasonable expectations. That's where I'm at. Like that that's what I'm seeing in comments when we do these videos. So I'm seeing on Twitter from more rational people, not the ones who are bitching about a goal song. Um, I, I don't know. Are, are you are you hearing the same kind of stuff? Yeah. I think that I think that the fans that are bought in are bought in from the ground floor. And and that's that's the thing, you know. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's and Eric's right. I mean, that's exactly what, what it is. It's that as long as you're truthful with them about what yep. you have and what you are, they're gonna ride or die with you. It's when you it's when you try to gaslight them that they're like, no, we're we're smarter than that. We're not going to be we're not going to be fooled again. Um, can't have that happen. So I agree. I think everything you said is exactly right. Um, 
But here's another interesting thing but, uh, that I want to get to, Russ. You called me Bob. I know. I almost quit. See, that's what happened. I'm, I, it's, I'm still in two, two, two shows today. Two I'm sport rolling. mode, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <clears throat> Michael says it took him three periods to realize Morgan Frost wasn't <laughs> playing last night. Just figured he didn't show up again. So here's the question. You've played two great games in a row against two really you know, solid offensive hockey teams in Vancouver and Edmonton with this lineup. Are you in a rush to bring Morgan Frost back into the lineup now? Nope. And how long does that does him staying out happen? And does that impact him? Does that affect him if he sits out a third game or a fourth game? Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, that it was one thing for us to talk about him being in the lineup or being scratched from the lineup and why he's being scratched. And maybe Torts has an agenda, right? I mean, something <coughs> along those lines. Fine. But if you're looking ahead now, why do you want to change what's working? And if that's the case, do you put him back out there? I I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's one of those one of those tough questions. Yeah. You so know? there are a few things at play, right? When it comes to that, Morgan. By the way, I love I, that yeah, we have but... multiple fans in Newfoundland. Like, like that's that? great. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a different person that checked in yesterday from Newfoundland. Yeah. So, Steve, um, the Morgan Frost the, the Morgan Frost conundrum is something that I'm hoping we're not going to see play out for the next 25 or 30 games because it will get old very fast. In fact, I will go as far as to say there there are a few other people in media who we know who have gotten inundated anytime they've said anything potentially negative about Morgan Frost that have gotten hit by like T Swift Swifties level of disdain from Morgan Frost stands. The only thing I can compare it to is Claude Giroux fans who like ardently supported their guy no matter what. The difference was that Giroux was a proven entity, a proven quantity, you know, whatever, uh, you can have arguments about all kinds of different things about Claude Giroux from now until the cows come home. But the guy was talented. The guy was skilled and he racked up a lot of points. Morgan Frost. The, the crazy thing is he's still young at 24, but at some point you sit back and you go, all right, like he, he's not a kid in terms of his experience playing professional hockey. Is he just a guy or is he somebody that you do look to build around? In the preseason, he was fine. He even, I would dare say, had some nice moments. But through the first two games of this season, he was non-existent. And as a young guy playing center, uh, you can't just be invisible. You know, you have to be involved in the play. You have to set your teammates up for success. He wasn't doing that. He came out of the lineup. They haven't missed a beat with him out. In fact, in some ways, they've looked better without him. Now, does that mean that Morgan Frost is a waste and he's somebody that you should just like sell for a bag of pucks? No. At some point, you would like to think that your best version of this team is going to have Morgan Frost on the ice playing center and, and centering a, you know, an Atkinson and a Tippett or whatever. And, and that's going to set you up for success down the line. But if he doesn't earn it and when he is on the ice, he's not performing well. I don't know how you justify putting him back out there. You know, they don't play the same position, but like you look at Bobby Brink who plays with his hair on fire every night. 
He's involved in everything. You look at a guy like Tippett who could have gotten lost in his own head as a young player, not finding the back of the net. What did he do last night? He made an instinctual play along the boards that set up a goal to Cam Atkinson, right? The, a lot of these younger guys are passing Morgan Frost by, and they're less experienced. They've had less reps at this level, and they look like they belong, and he hasn't through two games. I think ultimately, you'll hope that he'll get back in the lineup and that he will perform to the level that this team seems to think he can. But if it isn't going to work, and if for whatever reason Torts has an axe to grind with the guy from last season, then they're going to have to move him. Because Torts is going to be here for longer, I would assume, than this version of Morgan Frost. You know? That's that's it. I don't think there's even an argument to be had about it. You know? We were asked this question, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think we're going to give out much information here because, you know, we, we've agreed not to. Um, but what team was inquiring about a Frost trade that you were privy to, HC asks. Um, let me put it this way. There are multiple teams that would take Morgan Frost. Um, that said, I don't believe that this was a situation where the team was asking, came to the Flyers asking directly for Morgan Frost. Mm-hmm. I think it was a situation where there were conversations being had, um, and the Flyers may have said, "Well, you know, we could continue. We could. Dis- we could." potentially talk about Morgan Frost as part of as part of this um and it just never came to fruition um so that's kind of where we'll we'll leave it but there I will tell you that if in fact the flyers decided that the time were to come to say yeah we're going to move on from Morgan Frost he's probably a change of scenery kind of candidate um that there would be multiple teams that would be interested in in his in his abilities. And why not? I mean, the guy's got a lot of skill, right? I mean, sometimes you need a player. Maybe the player and the coach don't mesh, and teams around the league are looking and saying, yeah, we'll get more out of Morgan Frost. He's just not fitting with Torts. Torts has got kind of like that old-school mentality. Bring him into a new-school environment, and he'll flourish. It could be. Or it could be that the Flyers are spot-on about what Morgan Frost is as a player, right? I mean, who knows? So... Um, yeah, I, I would think that if, if Danny Briere put an email out to the other general managers in the league, I think that there would be a lot of interest in Morgan Frost. I'm going to do something here. I haven't done before. I'm going to remove Ant and I'm going to answer the question. The team that was trying to get Morgan Frost was the Arizona Coyotes because they see themselves as a legitimate contender in the central division at two and two on the season. <laughs> it wasn't the Coyotes. Don't worry. <laughs> Or was it? Who's to say? We um, promised we wouldn't tell. Um, this is this comes back to that tricky thing. This comes back to like something I talked about a year ago, which is Torts gets in his head, his guys, and then his doghouse. And if ultimately you know that the guy doesn't have a long future with the team, at some point, the Briers of the world are going to have to talk to him and say, look, we got to showcase the guy in somewhere. At least we have to try to showcase this guy so we can get something better than a bag of pucks for him. If you keep scratching him, it's going to be really hard to convince a GM to give you anything of value for the guy. And the last thing that you want to do is send off a 24-year-old player who maybe is okay sometimes, perhaps has dynamic vision, whatever. You can't just give that away. Um, But if you keep scratching him, you won't get anything of value for him. So 
that's the that's the give and take that's going to have to happen, which is why I think you'll probably see Frost back in the lineup soon. Um, but like, boy, will he be here by the trade deadline? Will he be here by the end of the season? Somebody asked that last night on the Press Row show. You said that you think that Frost will still be with the team going into the offseason, but likely gone uh, by the start of next season. I don't know. I just don't see how you keep this going for an entire season. I, well, I don't think I don't think you can. I think what I think this is the the mind game that Torts is playing here. I think is let me see how far I can push this guy and see how he when we do bring him back in and they will bring him back. It's not like you know he's healthy scratch thirteenth forward persona non grata. I think that he's going to get into the lineup and again soon. Um, I I think it's it's a matter of let me see how he responds to this. Like he probably was not okay. He was not expecting to be scratched for the home opener. He certainly was not expecting to be scratched two games in a row. Yeah, he's really probably not going to be expect to be scratched a third game in a row when they get to Dallas. Um, and then when you if if he comes back in after that, okay, how does he respond? And if he responds well and starts giving you good games, right? Um, then then great. Then then it worked. But if he does not respond well. And he's continuing to be a not a good player in his own end, which is really what the issue is here, right? Um, then I think it, it could be something you try to you try to resolve as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in that case, then my my estimation of when he would be leaving this team, I could be I could be wrong currently, and it could make it sooner. Um, I do think he gets the year, though. I do think that they could try and say, you know at least until the deadline. I think that they're going to give it a shot and say, let's see what we have. And if it's, if it doesn't pan out, then maybe they do something then. It's just that when you look at a player that's got some term and a player that's got that's still considered young, those kind of pl- trades don't really happen in season as much. And I think those are more off-season deals, which is why I said I didn't see him being part of the team beyond this season. Um, but I guess it's, all, it's also possible. I mean, it's it's possible that it could happen in season. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have we have a, a a little bit of a war going on in the comments. Come on now, it's a it's a friendly war. Oh, okay, friendly wars. We have people good. encouraging the other people who are watching on YouTube right now to hit the like button. And Eric just points out there's over a hundred people in here and only thirty three likes. Come on, guys, that's true. That is true. By the way, if you don't have a YouTube account, get a YouTube account. Just ignore it or whatever, except for when Snow the goalie's on. Hit the like button. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the people who are encouraging their fellow Snow the goalie listeners and viewers and all that to uh, hit the like button. Um, there have been comments in here about like, is Frost one of those guys who just shows up when the games don't matter? That was a question that did come up at the end of last year because it was clear that none of the games at the end of last year mattered. And that that was kind of about the time where he put up a lot of his points. And so uh, I would say at this point, we're starting to get enough of a sample size where you do say like, he doesn't necessarily step up in the biggest games uh, if he is one of those guys who just is going to show up against lower competition or whatever, like that's not a guy you can build around, but he's still, he's still young. I just hope that we're not like sitting here when he's 27 or 28, still making the case that like, he's still young and has time to grow. All right. Yeah. What's this off topic? Go ahead. But any chance this Jay toxic is asking is any chance the flyers are trying to make a move for Boucher's kid, Tyler feel like I read something about it a few weeks back. Um, I think it's a good question and it's worth bringing up. Um, I I know that you know we talked on this show before 
about what's going on with Ottawa, with Shane Pinto, them not being able to get him signed because of their of their salary cap situation, um, and that the Flyers uh, had said that you know they would be willing to help them take some take some salary that they were willing to get rid of um, in order to help allow Ottawa to get that deal done with Pinto, but that it would cost. You know, obviously, Ottawa wants it to be like a second-round pick. Flyers, Mm -hmm. I think, want it to be more than that. I think the Flyers would prefer it be a first-round pick or a prospect. And I think that in those conversations, um, that that situation still has not been resolved. But in those conversations, I think that Tyler Boucher's name probably came up a few times. So that's probably where it was heard or discussed or saw saw somebody write it. not saying that that was, you know, that they're hell bent on getting, trying to get Tyler Boucher. I just think that his name came up in those, in those chats with Ottawa. Okay. Um, there, there's something going on in the chat again. One of our longtime listeners, Todd Shannon, mm-hmm. checks in. I always have to listen in the car after the fact. First time watching on YouTube, much more fun. One of my wife's coworkers is a listener of the show, and. My my wife came home a couple of days ago, and she goes, "Yeah, our, you know, our co-host, she, yeah, yeah, our fourth co-host, yeah." Said that uh, her friend from work said something to the effect of, "Like, I enjoy listening to the show, but it is a lot more fun. Like, you you miss out on things if you don't watch it." So I know that we have people who listen in the podcast feed and then go back and they watch it again. Now, you're a narcissist. We know this. <laughs> I probably have narcissistic tendencies. Okay? No. Um, but, I, well, I'm self-aware. Uh, but I cannot imagine listening to us and then going back and watching it after the fact, but I appreciate those people. Let you me know, tell you. Let I me just talk, let me talk about Russ's narcissistic tendencies just for a second. Mm-hmm. Just a sec, just a slight thing. So sure. yesterday we're at the, we're at the arena. And they, Lou Nolan does a, uh, for those of you who were there, you, you probably, you saw it or heard it, um, does a little 10 second thing during one of the timeouts in the game, reminding fans that, hey, snow the goalies up on the, uh, on the balcony level and, you know, go see them, you know, and or check out the podcast, whatever. It's just kind of like a little 10 second commercial for us in the arena. And they put our logo up on the big board. You know, Russ turns around, takes a picture and then looks at me and gives me a little fist pound. Like, like that was exciting for him. It is exciting. Don't be it was, it was exciting. It was it exciting. exciting. Again, yeah. we come back to like the the notion of like think of where we were and oh, a year I agree. Ago, two years ago. Like I, I guess I, I guess never never would I have ever expected uh something like that. I, I get it. And I and I and you know and this is why I'm I just tease you about it because I I you know I remember there being a time for me where I was excited about that stuff. Um I guess because I've been on that big board you know, as a host for in the arena that before, I, I guess that it doesn't it doesn't really register the same for me as it mm-hmm. does for you, you know. But I, I, I get it. I see it and it's it's cool. It's cool. I think a big part of it was just the fact that like uh it was a neat thing and the reason that you got a fist bump out of it is because uh I think it's really cool for me, you and Bundy. I think it's like a I think it's a really cool thing that we should be really proud of. I don't think it's something to be ashamed of. I think it's like we've worked really, really hard to do what we're doing and to grow the thing to where we've grown it. So I like I I don't feel bad about that at all. Um, I do wish that I had gotten a video of Lou Nolan doing it. We had somebody last night 
um, share what? What am I? Oh, yeah, that's great. Lou Nolan saying snow the goalie on Wells Fargo Center PA is Philadelphia's equivalent of Tony Schiavone's. It's Steve. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, that, that is true. Um. Anyway, uh, here I have I have a picture of it. Here we go. Let me pull it up on the screen. So that's what happened last night. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it was neat. Lou Nolan out there talking about the Only Flyers podcast. You should have worked that into the copy, though. That would have been really funny. The, I didn't want to risk them. No, the goalie, the Only Flyers podcast. Yeah, anyway. they, they would have gotten so much crap for that. If they, if would that they was, Yes. It's true, though, right? Yes, they would have. And then we would have had a rewrite, and I would have had to rewrite the script, and then it would have been a whole, whole different thing, right? Que difícil. Es una tragedia. Yeah. All right. Um, so there was that. Let's see. Here we go. Timo, great question. Great question, Timo. Love it. Is Snow the Goalie gear shipped abroad? Looking to rock a Butte shirt and get into very awkward conversations. Timo, I can tell you, yes. Yes, we ship abroad. We've actually, so far, the farthest shipment is to Australia. Yeah. So, Timo, you're over there. Finland, I believe, from the beginning here. Yep. Uh, Yes, we will ship to you. So, wherever you are, wherever you go, we will be right here waiting for you. And there are some new things coming into the store. I know someone yes. early this morning asked if that was going to be a thing. Like we are shifting to the uh the orange uh will be there. Yeah. Um uh the thing about the only thing about it is is you, you, we cannot sell anything with that Flyers logo in the in the logo. Um yes. that's a that's a merchandise faux that's pas. That's a sublicensee very expensive not worth it for us kind Yes. Of, uh, so you're you'll get the new orange, you'll get the bell and the snow the goalie, but the Flyers logo just won't be part of it. Um I know there's a Bundy Bomb shirt that's going to be coming. We're working on a Bundy Bomb we're shirt. On, and we're working on another one that's going to be I don't want to say what it is yet, but it's I think it's pretty damn funny to be honest yeah, with you. Good. There's uh, some good stuff there. So yeah, there's going to be some new stuff. There was one um point that was made earlier and i mean if i can find it uh, since we're talking yeah. about that stuff but chris uh chris made a good point and i got me if i can find it michael's here. our kind of people by the way i watch you guys live and then listen to you on the podcast every week michael bless you bless your heart yeah That's absolutely absolutely is titan too um, uh what'd you find um, I, I know who it is. I'm just scrolling through because there's so many comments. I'm just scrolling through to find it. So many comments, great comments. By the way, Zella over here saying here it is that there was a, a nice back and forth, a nice cordial Flyers debate that mattered. It's fun to be a Flyers fan again. Yeah, that's the important thing. If by the way, if you want to get into it with people, go over to the uh, the Twitter community. Again, it's linked in the description of the episode. Uh, we have like sometimes there are spirited debates. Yeah, but people are are respectful of each other, which is nice. It's great. But so C Mac says, Russ, know the goalie really needs some new design t- t-shirts and hoodies, maybe a heavier beanie hat. Winter's going to be very like snow-filled and cold. So yeah, just like saying, this, just there's there's some there's some desire for updated stuff, and so we're okay. gonna no. we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna find you some stuff. Another another Russ thing to do. I got it. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. Last night, I'm gonna tell people real quick about how pissed off you had me this week. So we had uh, Anthony is very good at many things, but there are certain things that he thinks he's better at than he is. And he was trying to speak as an authoritative force on something to do with production. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? Next, next home game, you can do all this stuff. There's a lot that goes into this show. I'm happy that we have intern Andrew doing the, uh, the board at the home games. That has been a nice help. I want to thank Brian Smith and, and crew for setting up the equipment yesterday. That was a really big help. 
Yeah. There have been people who have been really, really helpful to us that have taken some of the burden of what we typically do off, which has been great. And I know that when we go, when we're done the show, we'll have some social clips that that uh, I think on the fly are going to do for us. That and that is a big help. There is so much stuff that goes into doing this show, uh, but it's worth it because we get a hundred whatever people at nine a.m. or eight thirty or whatever we went live on a Friday morning on. 10 minutes notice or 15 minutes notice, we have the best listeners, we have the best viewers, we have the best fans in Flyers podcasts because, of course, we are the only Flyers podcast. I will remind people, because the question came up down here, how does one become an intern for Snow the Goalie? Uh, you can send us an email, snowthegoalie at gmail.com. You can reach out to us. You can DM it. You can DM me or Snow the Goalie, or you can send us a message on Facebook. Um we are more than willing and, and excited about the idea of like helping people get their starts. Um, we've had a few different um, college age people that are interested in writing for snowthegoalie.com. So we're going to work on that as well. Um, we'll add that to the list of things to do. Um, we have, I think, somebody who's going to be helping do some social media stuff with us. So we are more than willing and and able to take on a few people to help grow the show and I don't know, give people the chance to build out a resume. And I think we said this on one episode. I'm great at writing letters of rec. Fantastic. Like incredible. So we'll get we'll get you started on your career, on your career track. All right. Um, and anything else that you wanted to get to here from the comments or whatever? Jay Toxic, by the way, said, love my shirt, the orange with the logo. Any chance we can switch to soft grit rating for future offerings? There is. Jay Toxic, I don't if you got the orange shirt. That's that like basic, I think it's like the Gildan or Jilden or whatever shirt. There is the tri-blend shirt that is very soft, but it's not available in orange. I don't know why. So you can get it in black, though. We're going to have the orange logo coming out soon. Yeah, now the only other thing I wanted to talk about from the game last night is um, Carter Hart's off to a really good start for this yes, team. Uh, eight goals in, f in four games. Um, he's been He's been... Very, very consistent and solid. I know that the the one loss they gave up, he gave up five goals, but that was not on him. That was more on the fact that the rest of the team sucked against Ottawa. Um, I it's where I think it's worth pointing out that that he's that he's had that the kind of start that he's had. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot of shots on goal last night. I think he only had to make twenty two saves um, in the game, but there were a few. Uh, in the game that when when it was a lot when it was close that could have you know he had to make a big stop when, and, he, and he did and without those you know if one of them even if one of them sneaks in it could it could change the tenor of the game right and the complexion of the game so I think that that you know it, it's worth pointing out that as well as the team played in front of him that Carter Hart continues to to be you know solid in net um yeah, I know you asked uh, when. I think it was yesterday. You asked when uh, we might see Urson, and I think we'll we'll see him here in one of the next next game or two games from now. Um, but I, uh, you know, you can't sit there and say, um, you know, hey, I want to see the young players play and see the young goalie play. We all want to see Urson play and play a little bit. I think the percent ultimately the percentage split is going to be somewhere in that sixty five thirty five range. Um, Assuming everybody's you know available all year, I, I would say that nevertheless, you got to you got to be happy with the performance of the goalie so far. 
I agree. I am surprised that we didn't see Urson sooner. Um, it'll be interesting to see after not playing the first four games of the year how he comes in and how he looks in his first game. I would expect, I don't know, I, I wonder if the Dallas game is a good place to to bring him in. Could be. Yeah, it might be. So, um, by the way, I don't know, maybe I missed this because I was listening back to another part of the show to update a note here, but um, somebody asked, did, did you drop a Bundy Bomb? No. Ryan asked, did Ant just drop a Bundy Bomb? No, um, I, I didn't. I mean, I mean okay, but then, but just in case, like Scott it, but, no. Scott said we call that an A bomb. Ah, I like it. I love that. That's, that's great. A, that's so here, good. in honor of that, there you go. That was just for you. The Bundy bomb remains though. Bund- that that is specifically for Bundy. That beautiful cartoon one that we yeah. used. Um, let's see. Was there anything else here? Bundy gets the Looney Tune bomb. Russ gets the Oppenheimer nuke. What will Ant's bomb be? I don't know. I'll, I'll figure one out for uh, for the next episode. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to get to, amigo? We've done this for an hour now. No, this was a good hour. I've spent so I much did, time talking. It, it, you. you know, it's funny. Somebody somebody said, and I I would have to scroll back again. We have so many comments. I would have to scroll back to find it. But somebody said that they love the press the uh, post game show because they have <laughs> yeah. a fifty minute drive home from the from the arena mm-hmm. and asked can we uh could we do a 50 minute post game <laughs> so that he can make it all the way home <laughs> i'm glad that we could wa- i'm glad we can uh serenade you and soothe you on your way home i saw that um, too i can't find the comment now but yeah um, yeah uh, what i will say funny. is th- what Go i will ahead. say is this <clears throat> if there's ever a night that bundy can't join us russ and i could go on all night like we could go 50 minutes without an issue Bundy's usually the one it's like, hey boys, gotta get out of here quickly. Let's make the you know 15 20. Let's get quick. Right. So that's a that's a Bundy thing. So um and I'm downstairs in the in the in the locker room, which we're gonna have to fit we might have we're trying to figure out some stuff that we can do from down there. Um so you might see an extended post game a little bit, just uh yeah. doing things a little bit differently. So the thing that um, we want to do with with down there, I think is gonna be really neat. It's just a matter of production. By the way, I there, there is one element to the press row show that I, I am begging we can change for next week. You know what it is. We don't have to say it, but there's one thing that I think we can do to up the production value. We did figure out, uh, and this is like the learning experience. Tuesday, we were doing it with all new tech, and I thought that the audio sounded a little bit muddy, so we did a test on Thursday. I think we cleaned it up a lot. I think it did sound a lot better. I want to get the video looking better, though. I, I don't know if it's a lighting thing. I don't know if it's the the camera that we're using, but I, I do want that to be something that we look at. Um, Wells Fargo center lights get shut off 40 minutes into the post game show. Hey, you know what though? We, it is funny if you go back and watch, cause you, if you, if you missed the post game show with Bundy last night, um, you get a better feel for how long it takes for the building to clear out because then they really do start to shut everything down. And it goes from having like that ambient sound behind us to just dead silence. And then, Bundy's voice changes, which is hilarious. He goes from big, boisterous Bundy. They're like, oh, boys, you know, you got the eye. Uh, and then he goes, oh, Russ, you know, you got the eye. Uh, uh, it's, it's like listening to Delilah all of a sudden. <laughs> he, uh, he, like, I feel like his voice should be used on the Com app to read a story. You know, like, Bund- <laughs> what if Bundy, like, read children's stories? That would be awesome. A we told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. 
That'd be great. <laughs> I'd love that. Fox socks, box knocks. <laughs> we should be, and socks we on box on knocks. Checks with should. bricks, checks with blocks, checks with bricks and blocks and clocks. Ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny bomb. We should we should try that one day. See if we can get Bundy to do Bundy to read children's books. Bundy children's books or Bundy tongue twisters, and see what see what ends up happening. I think that would be a fun wow. little clip that we could put together. We're gonna have like there's gonna be a new <laughs> playlist on the on the uh, YouTube channel. Well, welcome to Bundy reads children's stories today. Bundy will be reading a little owl's night. Little <laughs> owl was having a wonderful night. So we'll see. That would be that'd right. be something. So we want to bring back we want to bring back notebooks given. We want to now have Bundy read bedtime stories. <laughs> Bundy's bedtime stories. We we are so tired. This I will say, I I'm not gonna take shots at anybody, I swear. There's that moment where it happens every season. There are certain media people, and I think anybody who follows Philly sports know uh some of those people. We get to a point where somebody goes, I can't wait for the season to be over. This was a rough one. And I always go, shut the hell up. Covering a sport is not hard. You should feel grateful that you get to do it. So while we are tired and we're about to go work our full-time jobs, I am happy that we got to do this and we got to spend, uh, spend the time together this morning. Yeah. So, you know. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's good. No, I, I, I look, I, I'm exhausted. I'll be honest with you. You, you know, I'm doing Phillies and Flyers simultaneously. <laughs> um, I'm completely exhausted. But I will say this. I wouldn't trade it, man. I wouldn't trade it for another for another gig that I had to work those kind of hours, right? I mean, it's we're we're lucky, you know, and and I'm happy to happy to be part of it. So we should never, yeah. we should never complain. Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. you skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Moon. <laughs> Good night, Ball of Mush. <laughs> Good night, little old lady who's whispering hush. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh this was i great. could totally see him read and go that to sleep yeah <laughs> yo by the way there's a sequel to that book you have to f and eat we have that book too oh yeah yeah we do oh that's great we that's yeah, you we can only get... read it to a kid when they're like a baby though because like if, if you're reading it to your eight-year-old it's yeah, just it's, a pro you know, it's problematic yeah, it's but still not, we, we got it i think that might be something we should we should consider now this is hysterical <laughs> but, um hey last thing now that we've officially gone, I mean, we're, we're, off we're the way, we are way off the rails here. Um, I'm going to, I'm even going to make a note, Bundy's bedtime stories uh, in the, in the descriptions. Um, one thing that came out last night, I have not seen it. I have not heard it. I've just seen a lot of people commenting about it is that apparently Butcher Gross, who was in person last night, I saw him, he's very tall, very slender. Um, Puchagross apparently asked Cam Atkinson about getting traded or about like if he thought he was going to get traded or if he thinks he's going to get traded. And it seemed like a lot of people were upset about it. Like a lot of Flyers fans were upset. Like, why would you ask that? He scored two goals. You know, he he's finding himself. He's he's looking like he's getting himself back into the swing of things. Like, why ask that question? And um, I think that's fair. I think that the 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 way that people are looking at it is fair. I, I think that that's a question that you can ask. 25 games into the season, 30 games around the deadline. I don't necessarily know if like four games in, that's the place to ask that question. I, I agree, but I guess if you're thinking about it from this perspective, how many times is John Butchergross going to be at a Flyers game? That's fair. 
Well, if they keep winning, okay. Right. right. I mean, so that that's the thing. So I mean, I I guess it's worth probably asking because I think Atkinson is a very good trade candidate this year. It's just the timing of it was was a little off. Um, I understand why it's being asked, but I you know, you're right. It should have been you could just wait a little bit and 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 still do it. So um yeah. but that it's it's good for the Flyers that Atkinson's scoring goals because if he can show that he's still got that ability, he becomes a more valuable piece to move before the trade deadline. For sure. All right. Well, hey, look, we had a lot of people thanking us for the entertainment this morning. Uh I I'm just very happy that we I'm I'm glad that we got to have this moment with everyone. Books with yeah. Bundy. Bundy's bedtime stories. We'll talk to him. He's gonna go, are you? I'll be like, are you are you serious? Maybe we'll have to set up like a, a membership level, right? We'll like start doing a Patreon where it's just like <laughs> special access to Bundy. We'll like set up a a premium podcast feed where there are specials like Bundy's bedtime stories and you can just pull it up. Uh, man, I want rec- I want people, whether you're watching live or if you watch this after the fact, or if you listen after the fact, you can tweet at us or you can comment wherever. Um, send us which children's books you would love to hear Bundy read. And we'll <laughs> try to uh, oh, yo, you know, be really great. One would be, um, uh, monster at the end of this book. Oh, the Grover, Grover. one. Yes. Yeah. There's that one was, with Elmo too, but Bunny way, has Gro- to try to do an Elmo voice. Yeah. Monster, monster at the end of this book was actually written when I was a kid. Really? Yes. I had it as a but child. But the book's in color. How did it, it was in color then. Yeah. When you Thank you very much. It wasn't black and white. the world was black and white. Cartoons yeah. weren't black and white back then. Well. Uh, just my television in my bedroom was, but that's it. Um, yeah. No, it's Monster at the end of this book is a great one. Daniel here, by the way, three and O flyers, three and O where he wears his snow, the goalie trucker hat. Why didn't you wear it last Saturday, Daniel? Where the heck were you that you kept it off? Yeah, that's right. How dare you not wear it during the senator's game? Let's not focus on the three wins. Ant. (laughs) this is, this is, Uh, we've, we've had brown bear, brown bear. Mark said, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one. Brown bear. What do you say? (laughs) All right. Um, Zilla says, this has been one of my favorite episodes, gentlemen. Thanks for a Friday morning laugh again. Sick with the flu this week. Ah, that stinks. Thanks again. Love the Friday live shows. Zilla, thanks for checking in. Yeah, appreciate Um, it. (laughs) 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 Philip Albert, can Bundy read everybody poops? Russ, if we don't do this, if we don't do this shtick now, I don't know if we. This has got to happen. Christmas stories. Uh, all right, now. what does a bunny Christmas story look like? Ah, uh, oh, was the night before Christmas. I got to work on a bunny impression because this isn't how he sounds. But like, you get it. Breakfast with Bundy, the PBS children's program. <laughs> it's little Bundy's neighborhood, a land of make believe. Okay. All right, that's good. Oh, boy, somebody made a Yuri Laterra comment, so that's how we know it's time to end the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for watching live if you did. Thank you for watching after the fact if you did. Thank you for listening in the podcast feed. Seriously, it has been been really awesome to see the numbers growing. And by the way, the YouTube channel went over 2,000 subscribers, which is great. We want to keep building that. So, again, if you're new... Uh, if you are a seasoned viewer, listener, whatever of Snow the Goalie, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We want to grow that number as big as we can. We know that there are thousands of people who watch the show, who listen to the show. 
I want to grow that. I think that'd be really cool. What's this? <laughs> Go ahead. Our Hexel 87 wants us, wants me to always wear either the backwards baseball hat or my glasses that going without both at the same time throws off the balance of the force. The funny thing is, is that the time I did that was when we did the interview with Jonesy. And it was because yeah. the, video, the video guy said, well, we're getting a reflection off your glasses. So I'm like, all right, I'll take them off. So <laughs> that's it. All right. Last last thing as we head out here. <clears throat> Jay Toxic. Oh, it asks, fill us in five or six. I still say five. I still okay. think it. I still think it's over the next two games. This is what I really wanted to add with. Can Bundy read where is Waldo? <laughs> I can picture a scenario where Bundy gets so pissed off that he just throws the book across the room. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Bundy's Bundy's bedtime stories. We're gonna work on the. This we're is gonna happening. text him as soon as the show ends. We're gonna go text him and we're gonna yep. say, "Listen, the people want you to read bedtime stories." And I think what he's going to, I think what he'd probably say is, oh, boys, do you think there's, uh, like, do you think people would actually watch it? We'd be like, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I'll try it. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll be so. good. It'll be good. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'm going to send us out with a nice little tech exit to the show. But again, seriously, nice. thank you to <laughs> Sherian with Tarian. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> with an old nighttime cap. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. It just keeps getting, yourself. it just keeps going nuts all right everybody have a great weekend we will be back on probably i think we're gonna do sunday super super early for morning after the dallas game and then we'll be back on was it wednesday morning we'll recap the game from the night before and then we'll be back with the press row show next thursday pretty much i guess what i'm trying to say is if you're looking for flyers news if you're looking for flyers talk it's snow the goalie it's the only flyers podcast we love you all we appreciate you all have a great weekend and we'll be back way before you know it so uh we'll talk to you soon